the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We have a lot to discuss with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org, as we always do when Matt joins us. Matt is on Twitter at Ohio Matt, and his other website is OhioMatt.com. Easy to remember. That is where he outlines his policy positions in an exploratory run for governor. And Matt will be in Licking County tonight at the Trout Club in Newark, speaking at 6.30 p.m. So, Matt, we got a lot going on at the State House. We've got a House budget. We've got a Senate budget. they got to reconcile the two, and then the governor has to approve it. Senate seems to be pretty committed to one of my passions, which is school choice. Do you think that means that by this fall we'll have an expansion of school choice? Not universal, but an expansion, which they say would bring in about 85% of students in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see an expansion, but unfortunately, you know, we, we're not going to do what other states have done, which is, is go universal. And, you know, part of the problem is you've got some rural Republicans who are opposing universal school choice because they, they say it's going to harm their schools. But here's the deal, Bruce, you know this and I know this. If a public school is performing perfectly well in, in meeting the needs of all its constituents, they're not going to get harmed at all. None of those kids are going to leave, right? And so, you know, this is the whole accountability issue. If, if, if you're worried, truly worried that your school's would lose money. That what means it's a tacit admission that you know they're not doing their job properly and people are going to take their money and go elsewhere to get solutions for their kids. So I, I just think we've got to at some point get the backbone to go universal, uh, you know, 100% school choice, every dollar follows the kid uh, and, and get there. So because other states are, and again, we keep on behind if, if we, or we are, are, are too timid uh, with that supermajority legislature. Yeah. And I know that's a passion of yours is Ohio falling behind. And you have cited numbers over the years uh, to demonstrate that. And people can find that on your Twitter at Ohio Matt. My frustration has been that I'm in the dark on a lot of these issues that I see proposed in the state house to save women's sports or protect women's sports act, Senate bill 83, a lot of things that I'm not sure where the governor stands, because for a guy who ran for re-election, won re-election, and I look at other governors around the country, and they're out leading. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is. Kim Reynolds is. Ron DeSantis obviously is. Brian Kemp is. Uh, but I don't see Mike DeWine doing that. And I just wonder, uh, is Mike DeWine going to have to take a position on some of these conservative-leaning policies that are being debated in the House and Senate. I mean, I think that that looks like a lot of them are about to make their way to his desk. Uh, Do you expect him to have to finally come out in the clear and where he stands in some of these issues? And do you think that he'll have the courage to try to, if he wants to, dial some of them back? Well, you know, I mean, you know, Bruce, I talk about this in in a piece I recently wrote called Men Without Voices, right? And this is you know, John, you know, John Houston and Mike DeWine, they, they want to lead Ohio, but they do only thing they do is lead from behind, and they don't lead at all. They don't use their voices from some of these core important issues. And, you know, I'm not impressed if somebody, you know, begrudgingly signs a bill that's forced down their throat. What I'm impressed with is leading from the front, right, for where has been Mike DeWine, where has been John Husted in pushing for protecting girls in the classroom, uh, the bathroom, in the sports pitch, you know, to make sure kids aren't, you know, getting their, their parts chopped off at young ages and puberty blockers injected into them, right? Where have they been on universal school choice, on eliminating the state income tax, on right to work? I mean, the, I could go on and on. And, and here's the problem. I, I put out a piece this week, Bruce. 
census data for the last 22 years. And uh, among our ages 10 to 54, which is your up-and-coming and current workforce, right? This is our best and brightest people we need to kind of have a truly vibrant economy. Ohio's lost nearly 700,000 from that age demographic, again, age 10 to 54, over the last 22 years. We've got a lot of old people, and we're getting older, and we're getting older faster than other states. But, right, if you can leave Ohio, you are. Mm. And, and again, where is the leadership to make sure Ohio is a vibrant leader among the states rather than a laggard, or sometimes I say, given the hollowing out we see in most of the counties, a dead state walking? We've got to have better leadership. We don't have that leadership. And, boy, I, I hope the Senate and House can jam some things through that that are vitally needed to, to make Ohio a, a better place for its families, its businesses, and its workers. You can find that piece that Matt is discussing on his uh, website, opportunityohio.org, and his policy positions on the issues that uh, face the state of Ohio going forward into the future uh, are on his website, uh, detailing an exploratory run for governor. That is ohiomatt.com. Follow him on Twitter, at ohiomatt. It's interesting, as you discuss you know, what DeWine and Husted have done or are not doing. And as I view the political landscape here in Ohio and across the country, I sense the need for a shift in a qualification for a candidate. Always before, uh, the thought was that if you were a candidate who could inspire consensus, you could work across the aisle, you know, all the cliches. I think now, Matt, the left has become so uber- fill in the blank, crazy, uh, 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 ideological, whatever. I really think an essential character quality for an effective leader in politics is to be comfortable amid confrontation. Do I state that too boldly, or what do you think of that? No, I think you're spot on. I mean, in some ways we call this John Dutton Yellowstone leadership, right? I mean, you got to fight, fight like hell for what, what's yours and what you believe in. And, and that's Ohio, that's America, that's this country that we want to leave to the next next generation and the, the ones thereafter, right? And, you know, you, we, we saw this yesterday in Washington when 20 Republicans, you know, failed to vote for the, the censure on Adam Schiff. And two of those are Ohioans. I mean, deeply disappointed to see Warren Davidson and Mike Turner not vote for that censure. And, and let's be clear. There isn't a benefit of the doubt Adam Schiff hasn't sprinted by as fast as possible when it comes to a Republican. Adam Schiff is a horrible human being. And Adam Schiff is most is a lawyer and very capable of defending himself if there are issues with the censure. Why would any Republican do him the favor of saving him from having to go through the same legal morass that Donald Trump and anybody who worked for him has had to go through for the last six years? And here we go again, right? Oh, golly gee. You know, we're going to take the Victorian era mentality for the Republican Party and say, oh, well, we don't want to go in that direction. Well, that's how you lose. It's a different era. It is a now a barroom fight, and we got to be willing to fight. And too many Republicans aren't willing to fight the fight. Yeah, and I, Mike Turner was the uh, minority leader on the House Intelligence Committee when Adam Schiff was the majority leader in all those press conferences and all those teases. Adam Schiff, oh, you know, I've seen this, and I've seen this, and I've seen this. And Turner had to know, because he was in on the exact same conversation, same interviews and everything, Turner had to know throughout that Russia collusion hoax that Schiff was lying, and he was lying repeatedly on national television. So I don't know that Turner— Lying, Bruce, lying, Bruce, and leaking like a sieve. I mean, so how Mike could do anything to help Adam Schiff is beyond me. And that's why one of the things I put in my agenda for governor, right, is— is holding our congressional delegation accountable for defending Ohio and America. And I don't view a, a technicality vote 
to save Adam Schiff as doing that job. And look, let Adam Schiff defend himself like so many Republicans and people have worked for Republicans have had to do over the last six years during Adam Schiff's reign of terror. Matt Mayer, our guest, OpportunityOhio.org, OhioMatt.com, his website where he discusses his exploratory run for governor. He'll be in Newark tonight at the Trout Club speaking at 6.30 p.m. You can follow him on Twitter at OhioMatt. Yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering if Turner's hang-up on this uh, censure of Schiff is the proposed $16 million fine. Anna Maria Luna is the one who proposed this, and she gauged it that Schiff largely extended the Russia collusion investigation, which she said cost $32 million. She wants to fine him $16 million. That's what she was asking for in this resolution. And Turner and Warren Davidson voted against it. Do you think it's the amount of the fine that bothers them? Uh, Let's assume it is. I don't really care. Let Adam Schiff defend and say that that's not constitutional. It's not proper. It's not allowed. Let Adam Schiff defend himself. He's more than capable. We've seen what he's capable of doing. He's a lawyer. Why any Republican would do that work for him is preposterous. I mean, we've got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot and helping people that that would not even not only lift the finger, they'd be pushing us underwater to drown us if he could. And that's all Adam Schiff ever does. So I cannot believe that we had two folks from Ohio, you know, again, Warren Davidson and, and, and Mike Turner, help save that guy from anything that, that comes in front of him. He deserves everything that comes at him. Now, Matt Mayer, our guest, OpportunityOhio.org, you said last week you think Trump will not be uh, found guilty in South Florida because it only takes one juror uh, to not go along. Um, I heard Andy McCarthy yesterday talking about this case, and he made an interesting point. He said, why do we even have a special counsel in this situation? There's no conflict of interest for Merrick Garland and the Justice Department to prosecute Donald Trump. There is, of course, uh, all kinds of conflicts of interest with Joe Biden's Justice Department investigating Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Yet we have a special counsel to theoretically insulate Merrick Garland and the Justice Department from pursuing a case against Trump. But we don't have a special counsel for an investigation that Bill Barr said last night on special report frustrates him to no end that it's two and a half or two years or so since he left office. And they haven't uh, brought to the conclusion the investigation of Hunter Biden. Oh, yeah. Oh, gee shucks, Bill Barr. Why don't you have had the, the backbone to appoint a special counsel the moment he was elected president and you knew you knew the information was there that warranted it. So but look, you know, th- this is this is the stuff, right? And, and Bruce, look, your show, I'm the only one talking about the jury issue. Nobody else is talking about that. And I am telling you, when Trump left the arraignment and went to a popular Cuban Cuban mm-hmm. restaurant yeah. in Miami, that is exactly what I'm talking about. He is he knows what he's doing, right? He knows he needs one person, one, to say, no way, this ain't happening. And I think that's exactly what he's now doing is trying to work on can he get a single juror or more to say, no, this is a political prosecution. I'm not doing it. And Cuban-Americans coming from Castro's Cuba know all too well about political prosecution. So I'm telling you, nobody else is talking about that. I said it first on your show when this comes, when this starts to kind of gain heat. You take credit for being the guy that brought that out. Well, I don't know if I brought it out or you volunteered it, but I'm happy to have your perspective every week. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. Check out his site about an exploratory run for governor, OhioMatt.com. And follow him on Twitter at OhioMatt. Thanks for your time today and enjoy your speech tonight in Lincoln County. Hey, thanks, Bruce. So... I don't know if the mainstream media will ever get interested in the revelations that Joe Biden took five million bucks and Hunter Biden took five million bucks from a Ukrainian 
energy executive. I don't know if that'll ever be proven. It is certainly worth reporting because this is not something that happens every day when you have a U.S. Senator, Chuck Grassley, who's been on the tail of the Biden crime family for several years, standing up in front of the U.S. Senate saying, oh, by the way, the guy who says he bribed the Bidens has tape recordings to prove it. But that has not made its way onto mainstream media yet. Another thing that didn't make its way onto mainstream media the other day was what Donald Trump did and where he went after his arraignment in a Miami courtroom. Now, if Trump being indicted is a big deal, and it is a big deal because no former U.S. president has ever been indicted for a federal offense until now, then where Trump went and what he did afterward was certainly news as well. After all, these same networks breathlessly showed even empty podiums waiting for Trump to arrive during his presidential campaign in 2016. But now they have hmm, had a mea culpa where they realized that all the coverage they gave him helped him get elected, and so they are loath to repeat that. So now they are trying to minimize the coverage of Donald Trump in an instance where Donald Trump might look good. I mean, he looked good going into that restaurant in Little Havana in Miami and buying everyone's meal and praying with people and doing what Trump does, which is really engaging well with the average everyday American voter. Uh, You did not see that on MSNBC. You did not see that on CNN. Jake Tapper said, enough, enough, enough. I don't need to see that anymore. Uh, Tapper did not give his reasons for not showing that. But Rachel Maddow did. Rachel Maddow uh, felt the need to explain (laughs) the editorial decisions by MSNBC. And I have interspersed her editorial justification for ignoring that with some of her comments and my own commentary, things that she said about COVID during COVID, which apparently still to this day are not subject to her newfound standard that she, going to explain, kept her from broadcasting Trump's post-indictment activities. There is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. Even if it's Fauci or Walensky or maybe you back during COVID? Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way, now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. Except that that was a lie, which you say you don't broadcast, which is why you didn't carry any of Trump's arraignment. Tell me again why that is. We take our responsibilities seriously. Oh, so if you made like an egregious mistake on COVID, that would be a mistake since you care about truth so much that you would definitely go back and retract uh, statements like, oh, I don't know, maybe this one. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. The double standard virus, however, afflicts, it appears, everyone on the left, including her. 
We revisit decisions like this all the time. Except we never change the course that we are on because at all costs, we must get orange man bad. And you, well, you must get a vaccine and a booster and another booster and maybe another booster, too, because they work so well. The vaccines will get us to the end of this. Now, she didn't cover herself in glory there. It is amazing to me that someone can take a position of moral superiority when there are so many videos out there of her, of Joe Scarborough, of, well, here's Brett Bear and Brett, uh, Brett and Britt Hume last night on Fox talking about the fact that even now, while the U.S. State Department, FBI, U.S. military have come to the increasing conclusion that COVID <laughs> did not leak from a wet market, but that it came from a Chinese lab and may have had the direction of the Chinese government, if not in creating a bioweapon, then certainly in covering it up. Bear and Hume last night, still incredulous at the fact that the people who reported so many things wrong won't even correct their reporting now. You look back, Britt, and this is often happens. We move on. These stories move on. They don't get covered elsewhere. Uh, but... If you look back at the time, what was being talked about in the media about, in fact, our reporting on the early stages of origins of COVID, uh, this is some of that. Take a listen. The far right has now found its own virus conspiracy theory. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. Don't try to spool up. Uh, some of whoever was wearing tin, tinfoil hats in your audience. These conspiracy theorists are still saying things that are going to be extraordinarily dangerous for this country. And these places are not covering the new evidence or the story as it develops. Well, it, it's understandable on a human level that they wouldn't because it makes them, makes them so many of them, if not all of them, look so bad. Uh, the skeptics uh, time and again have been right uh, the establishment uh, uh, medical authorities have been proved wrong, and the journalists who went along with whatever they said have been proved, proved wrong as well, as those three clips just illustrated. And one wonders, Brett, I think, you know, what, uh, what happens if we have another pandemic and the authorities come out and say this or that? Um, will they be trusted? They need, you know, we do need a medical establishment we can trust. Right now, we don't have it. No, we don't. And if we ever have another public health crisis like that, the so-called experts will not get the benefit of the doubt. That was Farheed Zakaria on CNN, Chris Hayes on MSNBC, Joe Scarborough on NBC, tut-tut-tutting their way through the COVID coverage. When everything they told us, everything they told us about the vaccine's efficacy, about the boosters, about how dangerous and unwise it would be to spend time with moms, dads, grandmas, and grandpas dying in the hospital. You couldn't even visit them. Everything they told us was a lie, and they won't admit it even now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.